welcome to another episode of Hope I'm Dave. I'm John. And we are coming to you live an hour earlier than normal. Um, mostly because we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. So, sort of. A lot, lot more in the current event category. I never did see, did anybody put anything for my topic requests? I'm checking right now. No. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff to cover, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What a, what a week, dude. What dude, a week. I mean, and to be fair, some of this isn't even from this week. No, this is shit that has been going on for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yep. A couple of weeks. Uh, and and I mean, if uh, by request, we're also going to be covering something that was going on in the late 80s and early 90s all the way through to now. So. Just, yeah, it's still going on. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, the tab broke off my drink. Oh. Ah, oh, shit. So, anyways, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, so, they are finally going to release the Epstein list in the near future. Funny how there hasn't been a lot of media coverage on that. Huh, we'll figure. Well, not. Although, did you have you read like uh, any of the articles on it? Only that all the names are abbreviated, so you can't really figure out who they are. Yeah, yeah, and it's like Jane Doe and John Doe, and it's like, what I was reading on it, it honestly pisses me off more that they had to get approval from the people that are on the list to release it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck these jackasses. They raped, with kids. they raped kids. They, honestly, they can burn in fucking hell. I'm already jumping to the F bomb, but sorry. Um, <clears throat> I it, it just pisses me off that that you know, and some of them are de- deceased, and the families don't want them to release the names of them. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, me neither. I think they all should be deceased. I think they you know, easily and uh, <laughs> um, in better ways. Um, but that's my opinion. We we all know my opinion on that. There's only one way to deal with people like that. Scoot, welcome. Yeah. Uh, it's complete BS. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is supposedly coming out in the near future. Although I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. watching for it. I'm not holding my breath on it by any means. Well, yeah. And if it's all J Doe's, um, then what the, what the hell does it do? Yeah, it doesn't tell us anything. It just tells us that people were on the, yeah. on the flight list or on the planes. It doesn't tell us anything who they are or where I need to start sending out uh, what shippers well, to 
No, from what I was reading, this isn't just the flight logs. This is also so, people that are specifically in his black book. Yeah. Like because But it still doesn't tell me where to send the wood chippers to. I know, I know. I know. That is true. Um, I'm gonna say probably Greece for one. Oh well, I already knew that. I've been trying to figure out how to get a wood chipper on carry on for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um it's my emotional su- it's, it's 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 my emotional support wood chipper. Yeah, but if there's one there, you probably have to get all kinds of, you know, licenses and permits. And Are there even trees in Greece? Yes, I think. What what does Greece have? I mean, Greeks. Other than Greek style, a- anima- animosity with Pal- or, uh, Pakistan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so our now all of our Greek listeners have all tuned us out. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, and this one's a this one's a fun one. So February third. So this is a little old, sort of. But February third, there was a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Norfolk's Southern or Norfolk Southern Southern had a train derailment and it was, well, I shouldn't say it was full, but it, the cars that were involved contained, um, cl- uh, was it chlorine, vi- chloride, vinyl? Yeah, vinyl chloride, vinyl chloride. Um, and they, they determined that you know it'd be safer to just burn it off than move it because of they didn't want to risk explosion because it's volatile and everything so instead let's just burn it off uh with very little oversight other than the fact that hey we're just gonna burn it off into the atmosphere by the way where's greta She's yeah, still, right. She's, um, she's still pretending to be in jail. <laughs> um, while you're talking, I'm pulling up the ERG so I can talk a little bit about vinyl chloride. Um, you got to bear with me. It's been quite a while since I've actually pulled this up. But either way, so the governor and okay, East Palestine is a small city. I know South they, of Youngstown, Ohio. Yep, they they were trying to say, oh, it's a it's a real small community and stuff. I was looking, there's over five thousand people that live in it. I'm like, what? did you hear what did you hear I'm what like, they're offering? Ready? What oh they they offered the town twenty five thousand Norfolk Southern and offered twenty five thousand dollars in for compensation, so five dollars a person. Yeah. Jesus. But um so they uh <clears throat> They've been trying to like play it off as it was like a real small area and stuff, which I mean, yes, it's 5,000 people, which uh, compared to like big cities, um, it's, it's relatively small, but that'd be like a medium sized city in this, in this state here. I mean, uh, my community of 450 people is a, is a small community. Uh, 
you know, where Chris lives, they have just over 5,000 people. I was going to say, when I used to work down there at a sport, certain sporting goods store, I remember transferring stuff to a sport to the same sporting goods store chain in East Palestine. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about vinyl chloride. Um, you can find us in the URG. Um, and- it's in guide 116 here. Um, so vinyl chloride um, is a flammable gas. Um, extremely flammable, will, will be easily ignited by heat sparks or flames, um, will form explosive gas mixtures with acetylene, uh, may react explosively even in the absence of air. Um, silane will ignite spontaneously in the air. Um, those substances designated with AP um, may polymerize explosively when heated or involved in a fire. Vapors from liquefied gas are initially heavier than air and spread along the ground, uh, which means all of your low-lying areas are not safe. Uh, vapors may travel to or a source of ignition and flash back. Um, cylinders exposed to fire may vent and release flammable gas through pressure release relief devices. Containers may explode when heated. Um, ruptured cylinders may rocket. Um, health hazards for vinyl chloride include va- or, uh, vapors may cause dizziness or asphyxiation without warning. Some may be toxic if inhaled at high concentrations. Contact with gas or liquefied gas may cause burns, severe injury, and or frostbite because it does super cool. Uh, fire may produce irritating or toxic gases. Now, what people are reporting and what the ERG says, and this is the ERG from two, 2020, so this is a three-year-old. This is not the updated one. What people are reporting and what is said here are two different things. Um, public safety call 911, blah, blah, blah. If the shipper, or shipper paper is not available or no answer, blah, um, keep unauthorized personnel away. Stay upwind, uphill, and or upstream. Many gases are heavier than air and will spread along the ground and collect in low confined areas such as sewers, basements, water tanks, etc. Um, protective Protective clothing should be um, positive pressure, self-contained breathing apparatus or SCBA, structural firefighters. Protective clothing provides thermal protection, but only limited chemical protection, uh, which means a vapor barrier that's built in um, will stop it for a little bit, um, but ultimately it'll still reach our skin. Um, immediate precautionary measures should be to isolate the spiller leak for at least 100 meters or 330 feet in um, all directions for a small spill. Bear in mind, so in hazmat, it's considered small if it's below 50 gallons. Anything above 50 gallons is considered a large spill. Um, consider initial downward or downwind evacuation for at least 800 meters or a half mile. Um, if fire or, uh, or for any event of a fire, a tank rail car or tank truck is involved in a fire, isolate for 1600 meters, one mile in all directions. Also consider initial evacuation for 600 or 1600 meters in all directions. Um, the only way to, you can't extinguish it once it's lit, you can only let it burn. Um, so all the, all the, um, reports of them setting it on fire to try to, to contain it. That's not true. The sparks caused by the derailment were enough to ignite it. Um, I don't think anybody intentionally went to try to burn it off. Uh, 
and, and they may not have they may not have had a choice anyways. I mean, um, I wasn't there. Obviously, all I can hear is what little bit of reports are coming out on it. Um, what what I've heard from from people that were on the ground is that it had not ignited on the derailment, and mm. it was because the the governor of both Pennsylvania and um, Ohio came out and said that it it was their understanding that it'd be better if they just uh, burned it off right there. No. So, <laughs> no, that's... And, and the, federal right. gover- the federal government signed off on it, too, along with the Biden administration. He had people on the ground there in hazmat suits supervising the ignition of Right, which we're gonna get we're gonna get to that here in just a second as to the proper way to handle it if it has not ignited. Uh, so a small fire fire inc- or, um, uh, containing vinyl chloride can only be put out with a dry chemical or CO two um, extinguisher. Large fire you can you can spray water or fog um, if it can be done safely. Move undamaged containers away from the area around the fire. Fire involving tanks. Um, Obviously, uh, unmanned monitor nozzles, um, master stream devices, things like that. For spill or leak, eliminate all ignition sources. No smoking, no flares, no sp- sparks or flames from immediate area. All equipped, uh, all equipment used when handling the product must be grounded. Stop the leak if you can do so without a risk. Do not touch or walk through any of the spilled material. Do not direct water at the spill or the source of the leak. Um, use water to, or use water spray to reduce vapors or divert vapor cloud shift. Avoid allowing water runoff to con or water runoff to contact the spilled material. If possible, turn leaking containers so that gas escapes rather than liquid. Prevent entry into waterways, sewers, basements, or confined areas, and isolate until the gas has dispersed. So it is written right in the ERG, right there, right in the ERG. Um, to not fucking lighted on fire. I mean, yeah, but we also have the same government that that it's probably not smart to uh, blow up two gas pipelines also on purpose, too. <laughs> please, please, hold, uh, please hold a moment for a message from our sponsors. If you or a loved one um, have had health issues from contact with vinyl <laughs> chloride, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Just don't sign any of their paperwork. At all. Don't did, sign any of it. Did, did you hear about the people that that were offered $100? Or, yeah, I think it was like $100 uh, to get a hotel for the duration of the evacuation. But they had to sign waivers saying that they uh-huh. were going to hold hold uh, uh, Norfolk responsible. Look, at least the USSR relocated everybody. Relocated everybody, gave them health insurance, and gave them property to live on when um, the Chernobyl yeah. I nuclear mean, power plant went up. But we can't really, we can't really, and I hear, I've heard so many people compare it to Chernobyl. Call it Chernobyl. It's not. It's not anywhere you, as close to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this, you is, know a that. Horrible, I know this that. is a horrible event, but this is not a nuclear fallout event. 
I mean, this this is bad, but I mean, the half life of this is nothing compared to nuclear waste. So, Correct. Yeah. No, it's. But it just, I mean, worst case scenario, the fish that come out of the Ohio River for a while are like the fish that come out of Lake Springfield. <laughs> they got they got three but, eyes that all but, blink in different patterns. But I mean, the thing that the thing that's happening is, I mean, Noah weather or Noah's radars were monitoring the the cloud, and it was it was headed over over uh, Pennsylvania and headed towards New York and all that. But then you got to also think that all of the runoff is going down the Ohio River Valley into the, into the Mississippi and then into the Gulf. I mean, thankfully, well, like, thankfully, BP and ExxonMobil have done enough damage in the Gulf already. <laughs> but <laughs> like some of these maps, some of these maps are like, oh, well, it's it's going to travel up here. It's going to affect like they have like Lake Michigan and everything. Those are all upstream. The chemical isn't going to travel upstream, I'm pretty right. sure. I mean, now, even even <laughs> even your stuff says stay upstream. <laughs> yeah. Um now the the only thing that I find odd, or I guess the, the biggest thing that I find out is if I'm not mistaken and I'm not a hazmat expert by any means. Like I'm trained um, to mitigate hazmat situations, but I'm not um, I'm not trained to a level where I can go play in the muck. Um, there are people who get paid way more money than I did to do that, and I wasn't interested in it in the least bit. But I'm pretty sure that vinyl chloride was um, a banned substance at one point. Uh, I believe for use it- in um, almost everything. Uh, I don't know so much on that because no, um, it is used. I can't, I can't remember. My wife actually looked it up. It's still used industrial wise, but it was banned from, from, uh, warfare because you're talking it, it was at one time, it was one of the weapons used in world war one. Right. It, it was one of the chemical agents used in World War One. Not just not, no, and, and I'm not nope. saying chloride. Hold on, but... vinyl chloride has been used in the past as a refrigerant, as an um, extraction yeah. solvent for heat sensitive materials in the production of coral, coral settle or dehyde. I can't pronounce any of these fucking words. And as an aerosol propellant, and in drugs and cosmetic products. But these uses were banned in the United States of America by the EPA. Oh, so where the hell are they getting it from and where are they taking it? And it was banned in 1974. So why the hell was it on a train? Which, by the way, does anybody ever remember that? How long was it after Biden took office that he uh, that he uh, shut down the contract on the uh, the uh, that oil pipeline? Um, um almost immediately. And his reasoning was because it was Schmitty. more it was more Schmitty just told me that's that's right. Sorry to cut you off. Schmitty just told me that they use it to make PVC. Oh, oh Poly- yeah, that's right. Polyvinyl yeah. chloride. Yeah. yeah. Which is why they tell you not to or not to heat it up because it off gases in a toxic manner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's right. I 
I know my wife had looked up uh, what it was used for and everything, and I forgot that because you had you had said all that stuff, and then I remember she she had also said that it was used in manufacturing and PVC. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, uh, what was I just? Oh, so Biden closed down the uh, the oil pipeline, the Keystone. Keystone, yeah, almost immediately. Yep, because uh, a oil pipeline was going to be worse for the environment than, than the railroad. Yeah, than the railroad. Who's laughing now, old man? Well, nobody, it, because it, this is a serious situation. Well. And, you know, right now, everybody, like every train derailment, there's been, what, four now in the past week? So, but, but hear me out. It, it's getting all the press because of this, but there's, on average, 1,700 nationwide train derailments a year mm-hmm. in the U.S. By the way, this is uh, the ninth derailment in that area. In the past five years. Well, it's like the one in Van Buren County. I can remember three um, in the 10 years that I lived up there in that same area. It's not, it's, it's all about how nobody upkeeps railroad anymore because railroad is an archaic form of transportation now. It really is. I mean, most, most of the train tracks that I know of in the state have been removed. Yeah. Nobody uses, nobody, nobody uses the rail anymore. Yeah, I mean Lansing still has a bunch because uh, General Motors is still there, and that's yeah. how they generally, or that's how they generally ship vehicles is on cattle cars and stuff. Yep. And then I have one in town here because we have a, a chemical plant in town here and stuff. But I've been here a year, and I don't think I've not vinyl. I don't think I've crossed a single railroad since I've been down here. Are there any railroads here? Yeah. Are there? She says they're here. I don't recall seeing them. Oh, well, I mean, they're they're probably hidden in the Appalachian Mountains. So. <laughs> she she can't hear you. She's playing video games, but I'll tell her that she said they're probably hidden in the Appalachian Mountains someplace. <laughs> You'll come looking for you. <laughs> but um, so no, like, that's what I was going to say. Is there's there's on average seventeen hundred train derailments a year, but right now everybody's got their little tinfoil hats out and they're trying to. They're like, um, got always sunny when uh, Charlie was trying to like piece together all the information. And he's all like cracked out and he's pointing at the board. That's what everybody's trying to be right now. They're trying to find something yeah. they can pin on the federal government for this. And I mean, there's a lot that they can be nailed for. Oh, yeah. Um, do I believe that this is some greater conspiracy? I don't. Um, I think that this is definitely showing, um, how inept the current, um, administration is yep. because it wasn't until Trump decided to come out and start donating money that they were like, Meh, we should probably get involved in this a little further. Yeah. Well, and like the, like John shared the video from Fox news on uh, the discord, which by the way, if you aren't on our discord, you should definitely join our discord. But <laughs> you know, it has the governors coming out and saying that they fully support fully support the plan to burn off this chemical and then after it's burned off and like livestock and uh pets are dying and dropping dead there's fish dying in the rivers and everything they're like 
Oh, well, we were sort of forced into it because Norfolk, nor those those greedy bastard uh, 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 corporate, <laughs> and uh, they were pretty much saying the railroad told them that this was the only option. Oh, and, and there are certain ways that uh, materials like that should be carried. Um, I can tell you that the tanks that they're carried in, because it is, it, it does off gas and it does um, produce vapor. Um, it should have been a pressurized tank uh, carried by truck. Yeah. In my opinion, but um, I'm not an expert on that at all. I mean, honestly, I feel like the, well, I felt like the rail system would be safer for this sort of thing than like driving down the interstate with a, with a trailer full of <laughs> trailer full, full of uh, vinyl chloride and stuff. But uh, um, I can't remember who shared it. Somebody shared a video of one of the trains uh, going over the track in that's like just, in the same area and stuff in the track, the way the camera is showing it is at track level and the tracks. Yeah. The tracks are just like, and you can watch the train and it's slowly and it's like bouncing back and forth. down the yeah. track, And it's like, Holy shit. It's <laughs> because nobody maintains the shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is technically an archaic, form of transportation it isn't like you know 1865 when everything was taken by rail or 1910 when everything was still taken by rail right yeah i don't know it's 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 a giant mess right now and there's absolutely no there's no indication it's going to get better in the next couple of couple of weeks or months even um it's it's Ohio anyway, so it's not like they can make it any worse. Um, but this is definitely not good by any means. No, and this is this is going to affect more than just Ohio. I mean, oh, it absolutely is. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna affect Tennessee and down into Mississippi and Texas and Every, everywhere that shit just just my, the the vapors, the fumes, the smoke. Wherever this is that not good. Drifted. This is definitely not good for the trout population. No, and it's gonna it's gonna get over the Atlantic Ocean. It's not gonna be good in the ocean. Um, I mean, the the runoff into the rivers is going to run down, kill fish all the way to the to the Gulf of Mexico, where everything is already dead, anyways. But I mean, this this is it's not gonna be good. It's gonna pollute pollute the land. And, God, I never would have thought Norfolk would, or Norfolk Southern would have been uh, in a race to um, outfuck the uh, environment faster than the oil companies have. Well, now you know. BP, <laughs> BP's got competition. <laughs> Next, Norfolk just needs to run a train out, out into the Gulf. Yeah, right. Okay, so how about we move on to the the big uh, one here, uh, Kosovo Serbia tensions or Serbian tensions. 
So, so and she's and she's not even here to listen to it. We picked a topic for her. I'm gonna ping her real quick. Okay. So um I will go into um I will go into a little bit of a little bit of the history on the Balkans. Um the Kosovo conflict uh was nineteen ninety-eight through ninety-nine. Um, conflict in which ethnic Albian, Albanians uh, opposed ethnic Serbs and the government of Yugoslavia. Uh, the conflict gained widespread international attention and was resolved uh, with the intervention from NATO. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce that name, but pretty much... Um, what what had happened was, so Kosovo uh, used to be part of Serbia, which also used Serbia used to be part of Yugoslavia, but um, Kosovo is uh, primarily uh, Albanian Muslims. Yes, the Serbians are Catholic. Um, but there were tensions and the, the Kosovo was originally like a, a province of Serbia and they wanted to split away and there was pretty much genocide and everything else going on during this whole conflict, um, to the point where, uh, Great Britain, Germany, the U S and, I believe France had to jump in and send uh, peacekeepers in um, and force U the Yugoslavian military and uh, Serbian special police out of Kosovo. And uh, then NATO had to go, well, NATO and UN had to go in, send in peacekeepers to keep um, the Albanian ethnic uh, faction from killing the remaining Serbians that uh, did not leave the country um, yep. or leave Kosovo, uh, leave the province. Uh, so after peace treaties, and there's always been some tension and stuff. In 2008, uh, Kosovo independent or Kosovo on, on themselves declared their independence from Serbia. And uh, the EU did not recognize it. Um, I, I'm not even entirely sure if they still technically uh, recognize it or not. Um, the UN didn't recognize it at first, but now they do. Um, they are part of the UN now. Um, but and this is and, and this has been um, so. This this uh, conflict, I'll, I'll, we'll call it here, started in 1991, um, and it was still technically going on the legal side of things up until 2019. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what year it was. I think it was either 2018 or 2019 that, or no, no, it was 2011 that uh, a court. I can't remember which court, some international court found that because originally the UN had said that uh, they had 
uh, Kosovo had broken the law, international law, on how they had uh, declared independence. Um, and the court found in 2011 that they did not break any international law uh, and pretty much found that they were legitimate. Um, so fast forwarding to uh, this this past fall. Um, well, b- before we go that far, um, so what I'm referring to in 2019 is the fact that they were still uh, still filing charges uh, for the war crimes that were committed during during the, the, the conflict. Um, Serbian forces were responsible for 90% of the war crimes, um, whereas the Croatian forces were responsible for 6%, and Bosniak forces um, contributed 4% to the war crimes, including ethnic cleansing, genocide, rape, um, among the execution of surrendering soldiers, um, a, a laundry list of horrific shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, I, yeah, it, it was, it's funny, it's funny that she brought this up because uh, I started listening to a podcast uh, by um, Kevin Owen, who was, uh, he was Irish Special Forces, and then he left Ireland, and he came to the U.S., got in the U.S. Army, and then he went U.S. Special Forces, and he's finally retired and everything, but he started a podcast, and uh, he's been going over his career, and uh, right after he beat got into the U.S. Army as a standard infantryman, um, they sent him to uh, to the whole conflict over there and had to deal with that stuff before he went special forces. But um, yeah, my my uncle who was. Uh... Not my uncle, but um, family member who was killed in Iraq in 06 was in Bosnia. Yeah. Uh, he was on an Abrams tank over there. But it's funny because I had just listened to that episode like the week. Uh, what was it? That that week that she. Uh, last week or yeah, last week when she brought up that question and stuff. No, I do. And I'm like, like, yeah, coincidence. Speaking of war crimes, I do want to be very clear that the United States um, most likely committed their fair share of war crimes and our involvement over there as well. Oh, I'm sure. Um, there are, there are um, interviews that they did with um, a lot of the U.S. Army that was over there um, that was talking about how much fun they had killing people over there. You shoot one and another one comes out, you shoot him and you just go about your day. We we committed our fair share of war crimes there as well. We we commit our fair share of war ki- crimes in just about every conflict that we go in. We but we win, so they're not war crimes. Exactly. <laughs> history is wrote by the victor. So it is. Um, or in our case, also by the people that have more influence. So, the puppet masters. The puppet masters. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> Fast forwarding, so just recently, uh, Kosovo. Um, I think it's. I think they're calling themselves the Republic of Kosovo now. Or yeah, but they um, they just released uh, new uh, IDs, like national IDs and license plates for vehicles, and they required everybody to get these new 
uh, forms of identification and stuff and no longer allow Serbian identification and everything. And there's roughly 50,000 uh, ethnic Serbians living in the northern portion of Kosovo still. And they uh, still don't, the majority of them don't recognize uh, Kosovo's legitimate authority at all as as a sovereign country. So um, to combat this, uh, Serbia and the Serbians uh, set up roadblocks on two of the three uh, border crossings uh, from uh, Kosovo into Serbia and uh, set up blockades over this. And Kosovo, uh, the Republic of Kosovo, ended up um, uh, closing down their main border. Also, I do believe that now it's through NATO intervention, it has been um, the roadblocks were taken down and the border has been reopened. Um, but that there's still mounting tension between the, the ethnic classes and Russia is still backing Serbia, which, I mean, we're talking about former Soviet bloc countries here. So... And then, of course, the U.S. and Western nations are backing Kosovo because they see their next um, puppet. So. Dave, are you talking? We can't hear you. Godzilla! Uh, he just gave me the finger for everybody that's uh, that's listening to the audio. Are you there? I heard a click. John. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I can hear you. And Dave is going through some technical difficulties right this second. <clears throat> but, yeah... John, do you remember the Kosovo conflict at all? Did Australia say Not towards? really. Not really. Uh, I don't you think we were involved. Yep. There we go. Where'd you go? That was weird. <laughs> um, so as I sorry, as I was saying before, I apparently didn't have any microphone okay. at all. <laughs> um so the current ongoing issues um that have uh, been been resolved this was caused by the expiration of the documents and the license plates for cars um the current status uh, agreement reached regarding license plates uh, kosovo serves withdraw from uh from kosovo government institutions uh, local elections in north kosovo were scheduled for april of this year serbia submits a request to kosovo or the kosovo force to deploy 1,000 serbian troops to kosovo but that's later um, declined Kosovo serves barricade roads from December 10th to December 30th. Kosovo form formally signs a document to seek candidate status for European Union membership. Um, as of now, it seems like the ban on the license plates has been lifted. 
um, as part of a negotiate or negotiation. Um, unsuccessful negotiations regarding license plates were held, although the ID document dispute was solved. A proposed agreement dubbed the German-French proposal by media, which was written by blah, 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 um, uh, was submitted, and the agreement began in January of 2023. Okay. Um, so it sounds like a lot of the issues they're at least working on a little bit of a re resolution for. Yeah. Um, but no official, like set in stone anything has happened yet i don't see this going to the point that it was in 1992 yeah um and so far the serbians claim they had two people wounded in all of this and uh kosovo claims they had one wounded um but they don't say in any aspect of what caused that issue yeah i mean <coughs> sorry i mean i i don't i don't see it going going to uh the 90s level of of escalation either because at least at this point they have they're talking and they actually have uh sort of a world stage for it now yeah uh to go back to lenore's question uh last week on this will would the u.s ever uh get involved like they are with the Ukraine, and I still say no. No. They we I might don't. we might send a few peacekeepers and stuff with UN authority or NATO authority, but it's not going to be like we have no we have no um, money there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no money there. We don't have uh, you know weapons factories or bio labs <clears throat> or or apparently Hold on, apparently I still don't have any sound on. Keep talking, I'll figure this oh, okay. out. Um, so, yeah, I I don't foresee us doing anything close to what we're doing for the Ukraine, which is just asinine. Of course but, not. There we go. But, I mean, with the Ukraine, it's, the you know, the administration has so much shit going on in the ukraine I mean, yeah it's i mean the, um it, it's funny it's funny how some of the classified doc the some of the top secret documents that that were found in uh biden's um residence pertain to uh the ukraine <laughs> intel reports on ukraine and and it was mixed in with uh mixed in with documents family documents including hunter biden's stuff so eh, go figure well yeah i i read an article today that um biden happily exclaimed that u.s taxpayers are going to be funding the rebuild mm -hmm. of ukraine including their government and all of their fucking businesses and everything which god fuck ukraine dude also pension yeah, we're pensions. we're funding the pensions of government uh, government officials. Suck my dick, I'm not funding shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I will bring it up right now. Sounds like sounds like this is a season for tax evasion. For legal purposes, that's a joke. <laughs> we need a hotkey for um Twitch for that. 
much needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. It's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. So, Fuck yeah. him. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got $23.78 in my pocket. But no, God forbid, I, I forget to send a little bit to fucking Ukraine. Because we, we need to pay pensions over there. I hate that fucking country. I hope Russia wipes them off the map. Ah. <laughs> uh... If only that's what Russia actually wanted to do. But all Russia wants to do is 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 annex those <laughs> annex those Russian ethnic regions that have already had peace treaties with Western Ukraine to get out of the Ukraine. But anyways, you know Ukraine's Ukraine's another rant that we don't need to go on tonight. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how about UFOs? How about we go on to the UFO? <laughs> Ando Wong's been telling you for years that they exist and that they're real. He started when he was with Blink-182 in like 1996 <laughs> with a song, Aliens Exist, and everybody thought he was crazy until we start shooting down amateur balloons over the <laughs> over Lake Huron. And now all of a sudden, yeah. everybody's like, aliens are real. We knew that. We knew that. I'm an alien. Now, now John, you're a ham guy. Right. I'm a what? Aren't you a ham guy? Yeah. Ham radio. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. So, so this balloon that they shot down over Lake Huron. So was that a repeater that they had up there or was that an antenna that they were? A repeater. Okay. That's what I figured it was. The repeater that was, that they had hooked to another, that was pinging off of a ground repeater and trying to extend their signal. Uh, Hey, Ham radio clubs do this all the time. It just sees how far they can get the balloon to go. They're actually trying to get one to go around the world, and they can ping it to see where it is. Oh, is that what? See, I yeah. I thought what it I thought what it was was because radio signals are are line of sight. And stuff. I no. thought they were just trying to get something up there to get farther around the globe or something. That's what that's what Pi Star is. Okay. You hook your radio up to a like a a hang on. I'll show you. <laughs> okay. No, that's a that's a closed loop system, right? Or not closed loop. What's the the phrase for that when repeaters are used? Um there's two types of radio frequencies. I can't think of which one it is. Some little box. Yeah. And then I can run my radio. Hang on. I can run my radio through the computer. Seeing that I only have a handheld. Whoops. <laughs> that would get me maybe a mile if I'm lucky but hooked up to the computer uh, to the pi star I can go around the world I've talking 
spoken to Australia, um, Scotland, England, Japan, everywhere by that little radio hooked up through the computer. Well, I... So a lot of a lot of people are doing it these days, so they don't have to have a a hundred oh. foot aerial. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. But so so the U.S. shot down. So that balloon was only roughly twelve dollars, right? Roughly. I mean that's that, that that's what they're that's what they're claiming. I I figured the yeah. repeater would be more than that, but. No, you can make them cheap. Okay. But so a $12 balloon was shot down with a $400,000 hardware. <laughs> yep. yep. Not including cost of the aircraft. Yep. $220 million to produce it, $63,000 to fly it for an hour for a $12 balloon. For a $12 balloon. Tax yep. dollars at work. I'm just going to start like collecting all of my money and lighting it on fire every week because at least then I'll be able to keep warm from it and I get some benefit out of it. Feed it to the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. The way the United States is hemorrhaging money right now. Oh, we're about to go in default. I know. Good. That's why we're going to start another war. Of course. World War Three. Might as well get the get it kicked off right now. Because payments go on pay, payments go on hold when you're actively at war, so yep. Yep. we're going to be going to war with somebody real soon. China, China or Russia? Which one do you think it's going to be? Uh, well, considering um, communication is stopped between uh, the Chinese and American military, I'm guessing probably China. Honestly, I don't think you know with as much shit as we've done with this whole Ukrainian thing. By the way, uh, another reporter has come out with a DOD source that says that Biden authorized the blowing up of Nords 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. The time delay C4 explosive. Yeah, we all knew that already. And supposedly uh, the other countries that were involved knew about it and Germany was the only one that was not in the loop at the time. So go figure. So, even with all of that, I still feel like Putin has more control and more. I I don't think Putin wants wants to go to World War Three. I don't think China does either, because I read uh, I read an article recently that um, uh, the not the prime minister, but somebody in China. Uh, has been trying to maintain open communication with um, the U.S. government because they want to try to mend the like mend the ties between the U.S. and China. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of backing off a little bit. Um, there was this huge buildup all year last year over Taiwan and obviously Ukraine and things like that. And I think a lot of the big powers, um, the U.S., China, um russia um even you know nato and europe um are all starting to kind of ease back slightly but i I, think they see where it's going but if Uh, anybody was going to do a retaliatory i mean and i'm not saying a nuclear strike and i'm not saying like 
full-fledged war, but I think between the two, I could see China doing something retaliatory, like in the at sea or something. Oh, I, I can as well. Um, the problem is like both China and Russia know like the thing that China has on us is obviously numbers. Um, for every one soldier, <laughs> one American soldier, there's 14 Chinese soldiers because everybody's required to, yeah. you know, join the military in China. But at the end of the day, it's it comes down to who's got the better equipment. And honestly, well, is, we we claim that, but at the same time, China China copies as much stuff. I mean, they have they their navy is bulking up. They have. Yeah, have, they are uh, carriers now also. And <clears throat> I mean, but on the same note, also, when you look at the, at the societies and everything, Russians, a lot of the Russians, they, yeah. they, we still can have communicate like our soldiers and Russian soldiers can find common ground and i don't know if the same could be said for chinese and u.s um i'm i i would think so i would think they would the the biggest thing with the chinese soldiers though is allegedly they're rigged to explode if they don't follow orders um which is kind of a fun tool i guess um (laughs) is it still a war crime if it's on your own people (laughs) um uh but i honestly like I think that there's other things that are going to be um, more pertinent than a I, war with either China or Russia coming up here real soon. I And, you know, I could really, I think what might turn everything around is just the financial situation. Yeah. Which at this every point, country in the, every country in the world is broke right now. So, yeah, but, I mean, China with the exception of Switzerland, maybe China's the one that that is sitting there willing to manufacture just about anything for anybody. Yeah. And they're trying to uh, the whole BRICS country, um, you know, trying to do away with the petrodollar and the, the world reserve currency, which, by the way, the U.S. dollar is still technically both of those. Yeah. It's fading fast. So. Yeah. Um, Which and I've said for years that I I don't foresee because the U.S. especially keeps China's economy going, um, and I don't foresee China wanting that to stop. Yeah. Uh, because if we stop exporting everything from China or importing everything from China, rather, I mean, yeah, other countries will start to pick up some of that slack, but we're one of the largest consumers of Chinese-made products in the world. The, the um, problem with that, though, is we have so many things that we can only get from China now. Right. I mean that that's the that's the scary part is. And they and they know that. Yep. They know that they know that we would never be able to one hundred percent cut ties with them, but yep. they also I think understand um, exactly how crippling to their economy it would be. Uh, because if they if if the U.S. goes to war with China, then that means all of NATO is going to go to war with China, yeah. and all of these countries that well, are, yeah, all in all in NATO and yeah, and Japan and South Korea and yeah. um, and they understand I think how how um, terrible for their economy 
that that would be. I mean, yeah, it would absolutely cripple them. Um, and I don't think they want that any more than obviously, you know, we wouldn't want that. And I, I, I don't see it going to, um, a full scale war. I think it'll be a lot of like, um, internet war. It's going to be a hacking war is yeah. honestly what it'll come down to. Hack, hacking war. And, and I still see it boiling down to sort of a financial War. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't, it'll be I don't war see. Yeah, I don't see this being a conventional war. Yeah, and by any and, means. And in the end, China may win. Yeah, with the currency war. Yeah, um, absolutely, they may. I mean, the U.S. dollar is it's it is circling the drain right now, and really, about the only thing that's still keeping us afloat <laughs> is the fact that we're the world reserve currency. Yeah. Um. And China, for years now, has been trying to get around that by making direct deals with other countries to just take the other country's currency instead of mm-hmm. the U.S. dollar in exchange. So, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it, we've been talking about it for forever now. The U.S. is is getting to that point. We're not a world power anymore. We're we're which, pretending that we are, but it's which to be honest with you, I mean I've said it I've said it a hundred times on a show anyways. I believe that isolationism is the key or is is the key for the United States for the next foreseeable future. I mean, we have spread ourselves so thin trying to police the world. Yep. Half the countries hate us. We're in debt to the other ha- or to the other half of the countries, while somehow we're still pouring money into countries that we're in debt to. We're pouring money into countries that hate us. Yeah, um, and it's 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 high time for the U.S. to just stop. Yeah, we we just need to we need to pull back, pull everything. But then again, you know, uh, <coughs> what what's his name on uh, on YouTube and uh, and Twitter, uh, Iraqi Iraqi vet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, has said that's the other thing you know the administration wants a war because that gets the soldiers out of this country so the soldiers won't won't turn on the administration so. yep anyway any hey any anyways um uh you guys got anything for your segments today or i don't i figured the history topic on on kosovo was enough for for tonight fair enough John, you got anything? Another rant. Okay, let's hear this rant. About the motherfuckers, politician, <laughs> Democrats in Santa Fe. They want to register so-called assault rifles. They want to have a 14-day wait, uh, wait period for you to, you know, by hang by any type of firearm. They want to ban any magazine that holds more than 10 rounds. Um, and they want to make, if you don't register your fire, uh, your, sorry, a so-called assault rifle, it'll be a felony. So... They're just motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, yeah, they, 
they've been trying to do that for a couple years now, haven't they? Yep. Like this isn't the first time that this is or that they've tried to pass this. But the thing is, with so many other states getting their asses handed to them by the federal and state courts, why are these assholes even doing it? The Supreme Court said it's unconstitutional. So, yeah, bullshit they're saying, oh, it's for the children. Yeah, fuck that. Well, okay, I mean, that's my rant. Here in Michigan, since we just had the the MSU mass shooting, which I'm not going to try to downplay the tragedy that it was for the three uh, college students that lost their life or anything, but it was three people that were killed in a town that, I mean, okay, not technically East Lansing, but the area gets at least three murders a day as it is. So um, the thing is, this was in a liberal on a liberal college that was a gun-free zone. But the stuff that they're trying to pass over this and like push on us over this, like uh, they're talking assault weapon bans, they're talking red flag laws, they're talking uh, just all kinds of all kinds of stuff, and. The thing is, the guy used two handguns, not an assault rifle. The guy was a felon that the county prosecutor released. uh, Well, they didn't press charges. No, they they dropped it down to a misdemeanor because uh, the the gun crimes law is racist. And yep, and she stepped down last year, anyways, didn't she? I'm not entirely sure. But, yeah, I think she stepped down. Uh, yeah, either, either way. So she went up, she wouldn't charge him with a felony. She only charged him with a misdemeanor because it was racist to charge him with a felony. So he had two legally obtained handguns yep. that um, obviously nobody called and reported that they feared that something was up because. Michigan does somewhat have red flag laws. They're not called red flag laws, but they're pretty much the same thing. They're see say or see something say something laws. I I can't remember what it's actually called. It's it's more um uh my uh my actual uh, state representative and stuff. Him and I went to high school together, and he was. He was telling me what it what it actually is and stuff, and it's pretty much the same thing as red flag law, um, just not called red flag law. Where if somebody's concerned, they it's like a welfare yeah check or something like that almost. But the police do have the authority where if they find that uh, the person is giving off the vibes, they can confiscate firearms. So. Speaking of guns, I actually do have something here. Oh, what do you got? Um, that I think uh, um, John is going to appreciate. And, of course, Zoom quits. <laughs> of course. 
Of course. And I'm having a problem with mine. I'm. Uh, I was gonna think the weapon. Yes, yeah, I hold on. It's gonna kick me out for just a second here. Come on. The fuck. <laughs> That's weird. Um. All right. So I may not be able to show the video, but I'll post a link up of the um. Boxing promoter David Iceman Latiza. Um, police raided his home and found an underground shooting range. Oh, yeah. He was, oh. <laughs> he was in Australia. Um, he had a hydraulic door under his sofa that raised up, and it had stairs going down, and he had an entire armory of shotguns and rifles and ARs and AKs. Um, he had a 100-yard range. Um, underground, he had dug out a tunnel, um, complete with a pulley system to pull his, uh, pull his targets back and everything. And somebody reported them and they arrested him for it say, or stating that these guns could have fallen into the hands of criminals. Um, judging by the amount of time that he had into it, if they were going to fall into the hands of criminals, they would have already, um, because yep. he had dug a hole in the ground under his house. I'll post a link up in Discord. I, I'm looking for the... Um, I found it on Unilad. Well, I know uh, Phoenix Ammunition shared shared the video, too. Oh, did they? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to back... Try. <laughs> uh, of course I'm posting it up under Notable News on Discord. It's a ways back, but it's. I know it, it, the video's been tagged as. I got to get past all of the MSU shooting <laughs> stuff because. I just thought it was. Um, I thought it was entertaining to read. Mm-hmm. I, I I've seen a lot of people post. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> they post the video. Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, where is this? This is way back there. Oh, here we go. We'll we'll get this video going. Uh, play audio. You guys got the audio? Yeah. Okay. I heard something. Oh. Isn't this him? Oh, uh, maybe not. Ah, where is it? I like I said, I posted it up on Discord. Ah, it was a, it was, it was awesome though. Ah. Okay. Well, anyways, I'll I'll get into my segment real quick. I I just wanted to talk a little bit. Okay, so. With everything that happened in uh, Ohio, um, I just want to talk a little bit about preparing for bugging out or evacuation. Um, uh, first thing, 
is, you know, when it comes to an evacuation order, uh, sometimes you may have an hour, sometimes you may have five minutes, sometimes the cops may grab you and say, you need out of this house now. Um, and it just sort of depends on what kind of event it is, if it's, you know, some toxic toxic chemical, if it's a weather event, what, whatever it is. Some things that you should remember is you should have a decent uh, bug out bag. And I'm not, I don't mean that you have to have something that you plan on living off the land for any amount of time. At least have a bag of two to three days worth of clothing for each member of the family. I recommend having a bag for each person in the family. Just have it ready. Just have it in the closet. You'll have at least enough time to grab, generally grab, grab one bag out of the closet. But have, <coughs> have a bag set up for each member of the family that has some clothes in it for them. Uh, any essential medical uh, needs, such as like medications or anything like that. Um, and make sure to also have something for your pets if you're taking your pets with you, which please... Please take your pets with you. Um, Barbecue sauce. I mean, I'm not talking about like grid down shit hit the fan. I'm talking you got you got something where you got to get out of there and it's a regional or a localized thing. Yeah. But have have a bag ready with clothes. Have hygiene supplies. Have pet supplies, or have a bag for your pets. We have a bag. Or pets with uh, first aid equipment, first aid supplies specifically for the uh, animals as well. Um, also have uh, some important documents, like copies of important documents. Uh, keep them on a flashcard if you have to, like uh, like a copy of your will, have a copy of your insurance paperwork, a copy of copy of your uh, the title to your house, have a marriage certificate. Um, any and birth certificates, anything, because you honestly don't know if you're gonna ever if you're gonna come back to a house that's still there, really. So, copy of all of the essential documents that you may need, um, social security cards if you don't have them with you already, all that stuff. Um, nope, this is my chance to fall off the uh, fall off the radar. <laughs> there you go. Or if you want to do that, <laughs> but um. Have that and then have uh, cash on hand uh, packed away also. I mean, credit card, debit card are good too, but depending on what it is and, and where you're going, um, it, it'd be a whole lot easier because the last thing you want to do is try to use your debit card and your bank flag it for being a suspicious, being a suspicious transaction, suspicious withdrawal someplace that you don't normally withdraw from. Um, I've had this happen to me before where I've had my debit card shot off and I had no idea because I used it at a gas station that I like had only been to once in six years, according to my bank. So, <clears throat> um, so have some cash on hand, uh, make sure when you're make sure to have, um, I know Jack Spearco talks about having a binder or a folder set up and i do recommend this with like a list of hotels uh 
pet-friendly hotels in where whatever area you're going to generally have an idea of where you're going to go to. Like, if you have a local event in, in this area and you need to go south or north or east or west, have maybe like two or three hotels or campgrounds or, or uh, you know, places that you can go to that you have phone numbers, contact information for. Um, that can adopt, can accommodate what your needs are, whether it's having pets or small kids, you know, elderly, anything like that. Um, because you're going to want to try to call those on the road. And because if your town is being evacuated, chances are they're all going someplace too. So the faster you can get booked into a hotel on, while you're on the road, uh, the better, the more likely it is that you're going to be able to find a hotel where you're going. <coughs> so have a plan on where you're going and have a contact list for that. Um, also, uh, you know, all of us, all of us have our phone books now in our, in our phones themselves. And the biggest crutch to this is, you know, 20 years ago, we all had our best friends and our family's phone numbers memorized. Nowadays, I don't even know my wife's phone number memorized. I do. Stop trying to call my wife, John. Okay? Stop. You she, got, she locked it. You've got his wife's number memorized, too? <laughs> yep. Shut up, Dave. Anyway. Who do you think's been buying your groceries? <laughs> I was wondering where they kept coming from. <laughs> so <coughs> have have a call list. I don't have my wallet on me right this second, but I actually keep a call a physical call list in my wallet of all the phone numbers that I may have to get a, get a hold of. And this call list should have family members to let them know, you know, hey, we're not home. This is going on, so we had to evacuate. And also, like, uh, contacts of, like, your homeowner's insurance, uh, life insurance, medical insurance if you need it, um, but uh, your providers to get a hold of them. You probably, if you're being evacuated, you probably want to contact your renter or homeowner's insurance uh, provider to let them know, hey, I'm being evacuated. What's going to be the game plan on my house if, if I come back from nothing? So <clears throat> that's that's just a thought for you. Also, make sure that if you have kids, you accommodate the fact that you have kids. If they're big enough, have them have their own bags. Um, if they're not, then you're going to have to accommodate their stuff into your bag as well. Things to remember. Have some have some toys. I mean, I'm not saying bring the toy box. Um, I'm not saying bring bring your kids fire truck or anything like that but like bring some toys that they can bring into a hotel room to give them some kind of normalcy uh make sure to have diapers packed up ahead of time make sure to have formula packed up ahead of time um just all of all of your kids needs that you're going to be able to fulfill if you can't make an immediate stop or make a 
quick grocery stop to wherever you're going. Um, have have these already planned out. Um, if there's a possibility that you know your significant other, if if a family member is isn't home at the time and they're going to have to meet you someplace, make sure to grab their stuff. Um, if if it's a wife or a girlfriend, you might want to have you know feminine hygiene products already packed up for them. Also, I mean, keep this stuff in mind. Um, and then also with kids, try to always remain positive and try to show, try to avoid scaring them as much as possible. I mean, they're only kids for so long and you don't want them to have nightmares for the next 20 years of, of, of this event. Right. I mean, when it could possibly be nothing. I mean, it could just be a precautionary thing. So, that's all I got on that. Okay. John, are you frozen? You look frozen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> John, John, you with us? Over here, over here. <laughs> I'm just having problems with the computer. Okay. okay. Seems to be a good night for that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, there you are. <laughs> you finally yeah. put down your beer. <laughs> yeah. And and your Actually. eyes your eyes have life to them again. <laughs> you can't you can't say what's going on. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's why he moved everything around. That's why. Yep. <laughs> Just like the wife didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, that was your O face that we were seeing. Yeah. You, must have a, you must have amazing acoustics under that desk if she didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, do you guys got anything to add to that? No, you hit a lot of topics. I mean, the only thing I would say is if you go back far enough in our uh, our video library, you'll find episodes that we have strictly dedicated to bug out bags. Yep. And and I figured this was, I, I did a search and the last time I had talked about this was uh, 2021. So I figured. Uh, it's been should, a couple of years. Yeah, we should probably cover this, especially with, with. With the panic Everything. over, yeah, with the panic over Ohio and stuff. But, yep. anyways, uh, we do we got anything on Twitch? Any comments? Nothing. Okay. Well, uh, I would like to remind you all to, uh, you know, follow us on social media: Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch. Uh, join our Discord. Uh, and then also uh, subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice because we're not always on Twitch. I mean, we live stream, but then some weeks Dave gets uh, uncontrollable Lucky. diarrhea and he just can't make it to the camera. So we Sometimes. live stream. <laughs> so, we, tried that. we tried that once. We got banned on a couple of, uh, couple of <laughs> platforms. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> But uh, so uh, follow or subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. I recommend fountain.fm is the website. 
and Fountain is the app, and it is available for Android products, just about everything as far as I know. Um, but you can get the links to their spots in the App Store and also Google Play Store off of their website, fountain.fm. And you earn Bitcoin by listening to podcasts. And then you can also, you know, for the podcasts that you like, you can also send them a boost of, you know, some Satoshis, which is the smallest unit of the Bitcoin. Um, and speaking of favorite podcasts, I mean, the one that's pushing you to get Fountain FM that's paying you in Bitcoin to listen to podcasts, you could send some of that our way. Anyways, um, but other than that, until next week, uh, keep your powder dry, everyone. Good night. Good night, all.